All right, we are accepting calls this hour from time travelers only. If you have traveled in time, or you are presently a traveler to this time, then we want to hear from you. Otherwise, the phone lines are closed, but for that group, they are certainly open. Uh, with that in mind, uh, top of the morning to you on the wild card line. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Infinite Fringe right here on Aftermath.fm. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. How is everybody doing? Greetings and blessings as usual. Good to see you. Good that I'm in your ear holes. At least I'm assuming that that's a good thing. I hope it is. Um, and you're listening, so it can't be that bad, right? <laughs> I got a good friend on with me from a long, long time. I haven't had him on the Fringe, and it was about that time for it to happen. So I, I got to set, I got to set it on my calendar, man. Time to have Charlie Robinson on the show, ladies and gentlemen, the hardest working man in the alternative media, bar none, hands down. I want you to prove me wrong. Find someone else. You won't be able to do it. Mr. Charlie Robinson, welcome back to the Infinite Fringe. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having me on. That's nice to hear that you that that I you think I'm the hardest working man. I've got I'll tell you, Eric Gajewski from Tradcat Night does like fifty podcasts a month. And uh, I think he might have me beat. He's doing, he's got like three people coming on or I think, no, he's doing a hundred podcasts. He's got three people coming on a day. So until I get to that status, uh, I will uh I will. I, I might be in second place, but I certainly do appreciate that. I, I, I enjoy the conversations. You know, I, whether it's on on my show or other people's show, I, I I like coming on and and getting into it, and and I especially like getting deep down into the nitty gritty with you because we always go someplace that uh, that no one else really wants to go. So we we're not afraid. We're not afraid to get uh, deep into the madness, are we? Well, that's that's the fun part about it, right? Yeah. What, what would it be if we were if we were afraid to to get deep into the madness? We'd be uh, I we'd guess be just, MSNBC, MSNBC, right? Right. <laughs> we'd be well, what's her name? Uh, Ray, we'd be Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow, and we'd have to get Rachel Maddow haircuts and oh. dress like Rachel Maddow, and we don't want to do that. So no. we may as well go into the deep and the dark and uh, the mysterious, because hey. Uh, we definitely don't want to be MSNBC in any way, shape, or form. What have you been up to, sir? What's going on with you? I, your podcast is booming. Everybody is talking about it. Everywhere I go, I see you. I do a guest spot somewhere. Charlie Robinson has already been there three times. So this, is why, <laughs> this is why I'm calling you the, the, the hardest working man in, uh, in the alternative media, because you're all, you always seem to be somewhere. What's going on? Tell us a little bit about it. How's things? Well, things are great. The, the, the recent book, The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire, came out the end of October, but we just got the audio book up 
and available on Audible uh, just a couple days ago. So for people that are either busy and want to listen to the book and not, or maybe they order from the picture menu at McDonald's, I'm not judging. I'm just saying um, the book is available on Audible. It's about 18 hours long. And we had the great Patrick Smith do the recording of it. And he's phenomenal because he's, he's like, you know, six, eight, and he's got this big, deep booming voice. So he's going to make the book, you know, the book sounds super important because he's the one doing it. And, uh, and I'm just excited that people are able to get it in, in yet another format. I'm not a huge audiobook guy, but, um, but I know a lot of people are obviously it's a, it's a, it's a gigantic industry. So for those people that are interested in have some credits on audible, Hey, it's worth checking out. Maybe, uh, take a look, see what you think. Well, I am absolutely into audiobooks. I listen to Audible. I have a I have an Audible account, and I I uh, listen to a ton of books that way while I'm while I'm jogging. I don't even get paid by Audible, guys. I'm just telling you how great this is. <laughs> I'm, I, I throw it on. I'm jogging, and there's tons of of uh, of books that you can get from the alternative media. Like uh, Charlie's gonna have stuff up there already, but uh, Isaac Whitesop, you can get his stuff up there. I mean, Behold a Pair of Horses up there. It's an abridged version version, but but regardless, like. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I'm actually going to reach out to them and tell them if they want me to plug them, I'm already doing it for free. So I should get paid, (laughs) but it's fantastic. Uh, I go to the gym, I throw it on. It's great. Um, So looking forward to that, Charlie. But um, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about the world. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on. We don't have any agenda here. We're just going to sit down and talk and see what happens. Now um, I I do want to talk to you a little bit about directed energy weapons at some point uh, through the course of the conversation. Because they're coming up into the mainstream as if, you know, it's commonplace now. They used to deny this shit. Now it's like, hey, we have directed energy weapons and Russia may be using them against the troops in the United States, against United States troops in Syria. Right. It might be a thing. And they might have uh, symptoms that somehow are in some way resemble coronavirus symptoms. Just saying. So <laughs> it wasn't a thing before, but it is now. Like when we say it, it's a problem. Yeah. When it comes from the alternative media, it's a problem. But when the Pentagon says it, it's not a problem. Actually, let's get on that right now. Let's yeah. not wait. Tell me something. Come on. Well, this is, this is the process. The, the government says, no, there's no such thing as directed energy weapons. Then years later, they say, no, we don't have directed energy weapons. And then years <laughs> later, they go, of course, we have directed oh. energy weapons. <laughs> Had them for a long time. What are you talking about? What's the right, big deal? Right. And so they, they do. And, and of course, the whole time we're going, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Oh, now you admit it. You know, so, so um, they did the same thing with chemtrails. There's no such thing. You're conspiracy theorists. You're you're full of it. This is nonsense. Stop reading this stuff. Stop watching Alex Jones. And then John Brennan in front of a House panel goes, well, aerosol injection program has been up and running for years and years. And we're like, told you. Right. We told you. So with the, the directed energy weapons, geez, I mean, are we at, at all surprised that it's creeping into the mainstream? No, not really. We, we, we saw examples of this with... Um, in Cuba years ago, where there was a, a, there was an American envoy there that was getting blasted out of their hotel room by something, some sort of directed energy or some sort of uh, sound cannon technology that was uh, messing with them. We've seen it a couple times before. Yeah. We've we've had uh, the Russian uh, when the when the Russian fighter buzzed the American ship in the Mediterranean and jammed all of its uh, all of its uh, 
technologies and flew off and they were like, what just hit us? You know, we, we don't know what it is. And, and now we're starting to hear uh, increasingly talk of, you know, this directed energy weapon being used against some of these uh, Americans by, of course, the Russians. It's got to be the Russians again. <laughs> so, so it's just, it's just this uh, slow incremental normalization of these technologies. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of like the church committee hearing in 75 when they're saying, yeah, I mean, yeah, we have a heart, a gun that will give, you know, give you a heart attack. Yeah, it's sure. We'll, we'll show you how it works and everything. And people are like, we've been talking about this for a while. We've said right. they were going to do it. So, so it's not a surprise, but it is, it's not a surprise to us, I would say, but, but it is going to be viewed as a surprise to a lot of people. And they're going to say, well, what is this technology now? Now, some people, depending on what what sort of camp you're in in the 9/11 movement uh, some people will will say that directed right. energy was used on 9/11 right. so and I don't know one way or the other I've, I've seen some interesting videos that sort of show that it looks like it was used but I can't I don't know I don't I'm not a scientist and I can't confirm that so but 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 the fact that we're now talking about something, kind of normalizing something that right. may or may have been used two decades ago in a in a massive uh, attack, a false right. flag attack inside the United States, well, well, it's just a, it's just the evolutionary cycle of these technologies. They they're denied for a long, long time, and then finally they're admitted, and they just say, yeah, of course. What what's the matter? Why don't you guys know about this? Duh. Exactly. No, I understand. I I agree. Actually, one hundred percent. Right. It's uh, that's exactly how it's rolled out. Nope. We don't know anything about it. Mm-mm. What are you talking about? You're crazy. Come on. That's ridiculous. Of course we have. these. Things. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course we have them. Come on. Like, really? You know, but um, and you mentioned uh, um, 9-11, right? And that's uh, Dr. Judy Wood who, who popularized the theory of a directed energy weapon being right. used uh, uh, during that event. And, and what I like the most about what you said was, I don't know, right? I'm yeah. not whatever it is these people are that, that, you know, that I'm not Dr. Judy Wood and who knows if she's even qualified to come up with, with right. this type of assessment. But you said it, you said it, and, and that's key to what we need to do whenever we're putting out any type of information. We need to say, I don't know about it, but here are the circumstances that are leading me to believe that this might be the case. Yeah. And we lay it out there and we put it out to people and then people come back to us and tell us how good it is, or they correct us. I mean, that's the way this whole thing should work. Yeah. Right? Um, and, uh, oh, what's up? You have something to say? Go ahead. Well, yeah, that is the way it should right. work. It, right. it, it, we should we should anchor ourselves to the truth. We should be as committed to that as possible. We should acknowledge when we're speculating. We, right. should, we should say, we don't know if we don't know. And that's okay, because there's mm-hmm. we don't know most of the stuff out there. I mean, it, right. we, we have ideas, and of course. We, know, we know a little bit, and but but... But uh, and I don't do that to to, you know, to sort of like ride the fence or anything. I just I just really don't know. I don't know the science behind it enough to to understand it. I know right. somebody out there does know it much better than me, and they could mm-hmm. say, "Oh yes, this is one hundred percent right," or or they could say something like, "Well, Judy Judy Woods was was kind of she's on the right track, but there's more to it than." Great. I'm all ears. Give me yeah. all of the information. But 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 our job in, in our shows and, and in these discussions is to is to you know really delineate the where where what we know versus what we think right. and, and then what we what we don't know at all. And so I I if you come at it that I think if you come at it that way, you you have a much better response from the public because um 
Well, because they, like you said, they can come in and help fill in the blanks. There's somebody that may know more than you about a particular subject. And, and I welcome that. I'm sure you do as well. So of course, in the end, it's, it's all about the truth. It's all about trying to figure out what actually happened and, and to, and sometimes, sometimes we have to get into that, that area of speculation and start right. talking about, or maybe laying out some of these unusual events and then say, well, well what do, let's talk. What do, what do we think it means? Where is this going? Is this real? Is this disinformation? Because God knows we've got enough professional disinformation agents out there working against us. So it's tough. It's tough to know. It's, it's tough to know what is true and what is false in this, uh, in this new landscape that we're living in. No, I agree 100%. And that's why we need to, um, you know, use a caution and discernment. And uh, let's try to dip our, our hands in every cookie jar. You know, just because that cookie jar doesn't look like something that's appealing to you, go check it out anyway. And, and then we have a better understanding of what's going on around us as a result. I think that's what we need to do. This is what I try to do. I listen, I just subscribed to some, some podcast that is very, very popular that I can't stand, right? It, it triggers the hell out of me, but I listen to it anyway because I want to know, right? I want to know what they're thinking. I want to know what they're feeling, why they feel the way they feel, you know? And, uh, and maybe I'll get a, get a better understanding of where they're coming from and we can find some common ground or yep. maybe I can just arm myself better when I want to chop them apart. Both things are there. So it's a win-win, you know? So that's what I try to do and I, I encourage everybody else to try to do the same thing. Now, that leads me to, I want to believe, I've been saying this for a long time, and that's what happens in our, in our realm, in our bubble that, that, that we're in. It's people want to believe a lot of things, but I'm, I'm, I'm crossing over to the UFO thing because you wanted to speak about that. So I, 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 I want to you know, give a big shout to the X-Files and, and that iconic poster back in the day that Fox Mulder had in his office, I want to believe, you know, and... Uh, it's so prophetic of, uh, and you can disagree with me if you want, sir, that's fine, but uh, it's so prophetic of what's going on or what has gone on for the past, I don't know how many years, and even now to a certain extent, people want to believe certain things because they want hope or they want to, you know, they want to believe in the good in people or, you know, there's a whole, a whole sector of things that uh, can push us in, in that direction, but people want to believe. And the one thing that, that uh, there's more than one thing, but this has been a, a thing for a long time, UFO disclo disclosure and what's going on right now, it's all over the news chart. Yeah. It's all over the freaking news. Everybody's talking about UFOs that they spotted. The Pentagon is like, oh, they did the same thing. Nah, man, they don't exist. They don't exist. Of course they exist. And we've known it. For, come on. Really? You're going to they? of course, we have the footage here, 25 years old of some blip in the sky or something or other. What do you think is going on? What, what, what do you think this is in, in all actuality? Do you think these are real, legit, unidentified flying objects and not in the sense that they're just unidentified, in the sense that there are aliens in there you know, and they're not by, by some random government? Or do you think it's just a giant psyop? Well, the, the, the biggest problem and, and boy, is that it's the mainstream media announcing this. That's right. the, that that is is obviously the biggest uh, red flag in this because the mainstream media is not your friend. They're not going to tell you the truth. They're they're narrative builders. They are given their instructions from higher ups, Council on Foreign Relations, and 
uh, Atlantic Council and German Marshall Fund and all these NGOs that drive the narrative. So, so the mainstream media isn't talking about this because an intrepid reporter got to the bottom of something. They're, they're talking about this because it's an agenda. They're being told to start talking about this. The question is why? So, so I want UFO disclosure, but I don't want it this way. You know right. what I mean? Can I, mm-hmm. can I be a little bit, um, can I place my order for it, you know, in a different <laughs> way? Because like, do I think that there is, there are extraterrestrial beings that have been visiting us? I, I do. I can't prove it. Right. I've never had a sighting. I've never had an encounter. I've never had anything at that. I know some people that have, yeah. and, and I've had, uh, uh, you know, someone that told me, firsthand account of being, you know, having this interaction in their bedroom with something, two people, a husband and wife, and the story they told me and the fact that who they were like buttoned up MBAs, millionaire real estate developers, the last people in the world that you would think would be sort of unhinged or talking about crazy stuff, sitting down and explaining to me the scenario and saying that, you know, when the thing touched my foot, I went, I went frozen and I felt like I was having a heart attack. And I was just like, I can't believe it's coming from you of all people. So I hear these things and I have no reason to doubt them right? because I know them and, 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 you know, there, this was at dinner over, you know, this was at dinner, like in, in our house. And it wasn't like, made for TV sort of disclosure thing. It was just kind of like on the down low, like this is what happened. And it was really, really freaky. So I have that and I believe that, but then Lou Elizondo and Tom DeLong coming <laughs> forward and talking about all right. this. Yeah. I mean, so the CIA guy is going to tell us about the, sorry, I'm not interested in that story. <laughs> I'm just not interested in that story. Oh, and the Tic Tac right. video and everything. Okay, great. What is going on here? Yeah. Why are you guys disclosing this stuff? Because for the last 50, 60, 70 years, you have been crystal clear that anybody that believes this is having a nervous breakdown. And now all of a sudden you're doing the same thing you did with the, with the chemtrails and the sound <laughs> cannons and all the, the directed energy and all this stuff going, no, no, no. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> so I am extremely distrustful right. of anything that comes from the corporate media uh, anything that comes from a guy who has uh, an affiliation, long history of working for the CIA, automatic disqualification. Don't believe right. a word that comes out of his mouth. Right. So I'm having a, a tough time trying to reconcile this. So, it, and I don't, I don't know exactly how I feel about this. This is, this is the reason why I wanted to talk about this because I feel like it's something that needs to be kind of worked out through like a conversation. I, it could be you know, we we go back to the Carol Rawson thing about how she worked for Werner von Braun, who said that you know the last card they'll play is the fake alien invasion. Of course, right. that gets in my head and never goes away. So I'm thinking, okay, well, after they do terrorism, after they do the bioweapon, the last thing is the fake alien invasion. Okay, we know that as a possible scenario. Exactly. We know how the media drips out information and starts to slowly build a narrative, and we're starting to see that with the UFO thing. That's completely suspicious to me. So we know about the technology that they deny exists, you know, like Project Bluebeam type technology. We don't know how advanced that is. We assume that it's well advanced. If you've got a company like Magic Leap that can do a product demonstration inside a high school gymnasium, 
in front of a bunch of kids and make it look like a humpback whale is jumping out of the floor and then splashing water on the audience. And you have all the kids <laughs> back so they don't get sprayed, you know, have get covered right. in water from this fake 3d hologram. Wow. So, and that was something that was put out a decade ago. Okay. So where is the technology in this? What, why are they spraying the atmosphere? with all of these aerosol injection programs uh, is it to, cr- is it to put the particles out there as more of like a, a, uh, a, a like a film, like a projection of, you know, is it to seed the atmosphere so that things can be more easily projected onto it? I mean, I don't know. I don't know the answers to these questions, but I, it, it's leading me to believe that this is um, inorganic the, the disclosure is right. coming, you know, because it's coming from the media and it's coming in drips. Um, but, but I'm, I'm a bit conflicted because on the one hand, I do believe that these things exist. I do. Be, well, I certainly know that Lockheed Martin skunk works is, has built TR three B's mm-hmm. which are triangular spaceships. I mean, right. they're essentially spaceships. Those are those, you know, there's too many people that have seen it. The, the cat's out of the bag there on that. So I, I, I don't, and then, of course, Ben Rich from the former head of Lockheed Skunk Works telling Jan Harzen, uh, the head of MUFON back in 1994, after a discussion at UCLA, saying we have the ability to take E.T. home and it won't take us a lifetime to do it. He follows them out to the that. parking lot and says, elaborate on this. Tell me more about this technology. I'm interested in the propulsion mechanism. And Ben Rich's response to Jan, Jan Harzen was, well, do you know how ESP works? And he goes, uh, I don't know. I get uh, all <laughs> points in space and time are connected. And Ben Rich goes, that's how it works. Wow. So, so, so we have some potentially real things going on with our military uh, contractors like Lockheed Martin. Then we have the, the, the possibility of fake stuff, or, or, or we have the possibility of, of, of real aliens, let's say. Yeah. And then we have a hybrid, which could be a little of both. So it's tough to know what to believe, but, but I'm not one that's like, oh, see, now MSNBC is talking about aliens, so they must be real. Actually, to me, it makes it less real. Right, right. We're talking about that. You know what I mean? How do you feel about this? Um, I don't know how to feel about it. I, um, I believe that aliens are a thing. Yeah. I believe that. I believe that um, ghosts are a thing, all this other stuff. Yeah. I believe it. Ghost experiences throughout my family is a thing, right? And these are people I know and trust. Um, uh, UFOs, I have not seen one like you. Um, I don't know if I ever do want to, I mean, I kind of want to see one, but I don't know if that's a good deal. You know, I'm not trying to get anal probed or anything like that. Right. But, it, but I, I, you know, I, I might want to see a UFO. I just, I don't know. See, I also subscribe to that um, aliens may not be what we think they are. We're looking for the human blueprint of life mm-hmm. or the blueprint of life that is on Earth. Maybe we go up to the moon or maybe we go to Mars with some rover or something and we don't see anything. That's because it's beyond the perception of wherever we're putting up there or it's beyond the perception of the human what, experience. Right. But there's something there. Right. So I, I think there could be that type of life form on these uh, different places. Um, are there aliens coming here and possibly, uh, you know, running experience ex- experiments on us and uh, screwing with our DNA? I believe so. I think so. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know for a fact, but I believe that these are things that are happening or have happened. I think uh, it's a it's a good it's a better 
a better explanation about uh, how humans came to be than uh, the theory of evolution, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody came down and screwed with our DNA and here we are. You know, <laughs> I, think, I think that's a better, uh, a better way of explaining things, but you know, whatever. Now, as far as the mainstream media and what they're putting out there, I'm with you on this. I think they're putting it out for a reason. There is, you know, it's like trends, right? Like a particular type of music, uh, music gets pushed at some point because that's what they want to sell particular type of fashion gets pushed, you know, and, and, and thrown to the, through, to the, the covers of the mainstream, you know, so people can become familiar with it. And, and that's how they're manipulated mentally into doing certain things, you know, and that's how trends are set. So I think that's what is going on with this whole UFO thing. And it scares me because I can't rule out a project blue beam, blue beam style uh, alien invasion. You know, you can't you can't rule it out. It's it's something that's uh, that we can trace back historically. We can go look it up and say, well, there's a thing, you know, and, and uh, also it, it, it brings me back. You, you you gave the example about that whale, which was fascinating. I didn't know anything about that. I'm going to look it up when I when I get out of here. But um, I remember in 1993 during the Waco, Texas siege. Um, they brought in a, a scientist. I forget where he was from. I think he was German. And um, they brought him in and they were going to shoot a beam into David Koresh's mind that sounded like God. Mm-hmm. And they were going to tell him, you know, whatever they wanted to tell him, say that it was God. And they were able to do that in 1993. They were ready to go. They chose not to do it is what the official story says, that they chose not to go that route. But they could have in 93. And maybe they did. <laughs> so who knows what they can do now? And it makes me think about uh, people that say they have, uh, that they're targeted individuals. Mm-hmm. You look at that and it's like, it's probably a bunch of nonsense, but then you're like, is it? You know, are they being screwed with for real? We need to look at that because there's evidence for it out there. You know, so I'm not willing to rule out the UFOs being a real deal. I think the majority of it is the governments of the United States running covert ops, the secret space program, whatever up there, the United States, Russia, China, all of these, like the superpowers doing whatever the hell they want to do and not telling the people about it. That's what I think a lot of it is, but I do think all it takes is one case. All it takes is one to validate the alien theory. And I think uh, there's more than enough of that going around of people that have experienced things. Sure. It could be the government creating things and screwing with us. And I think some of that is legit, but I also think that aliens are real and it's something we have to deal with. As far as this invasion, though, I don't know. I think they're setting us up for something, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. It could be all. It, it all could be true. I mean, it could be that that there there aliens are real. That the there is a secret space program. That there are military military abductions. It could be that there's interdimensional aliens. Right, you know, right. it could be that there's hybrids. It mm-hmm. could be that the the story of the Anunnaki coming down and my and, you know and creating a slave race to mine gold for them. That could be true. I mean, it's tough because so much of our history has been suppressed and hidden from us that it's really, you know, if you go by history, actual history books that you get in classes, I mean, it's just garbage. So is it, you know, and, 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 and let's not underestimate the power of religion and the, the role of religion in this as well, because yeah. that has to be taken into consideration when you're talking about using religion. And, and look, there's a lot of religious people out there that get something positive from their religion, but it is undeniable uh, that it is used as a mechanism of control. 
uh, not, you know, so, so how does that work when you're, when you're using religion as a, as a form of control for a, a masses of people, how does the, the idea that there is now an alien uh, situation, how does that impact the religious? How does that, does it, does it work well with religion? Does it contradict it? Does it, will it create like a freak out? You know, all of these things I'm sure have been game theoried and role played right. to death by these maniacs. So it, it seems to me that there, that there is some sort of setup for it. I don't trust, I'm, I, I subscribe to the George Carlin philosophy. <laughs> I don't trust anything that the government tells me ever under any circumstances, any never certain, anything. Hey. I just don't trust them. <laughs> right, so right, right. I, so if they're telling me that, you know, if they're going, well, yeah, I mean, we are getting trailed by these things and they're accelerating at t- tremendous speed. It's like, I, I just don't believe them. Yeah. And and that and their job is is well they'll never be able to prove that their points to me um i do trust the alternative media a whole lot more but it's not to say that we get it all right either i mean we're not privy to some of this information so there's got to be a you know i would probably have more i probably have an easier time believing or coming to an understanding that that what the what the media is telling us is real if they had if there was some whistleblower who was legit and targeted because he was talking about this, that would, you know, I would probably need to hear it from somebody that I respected and right. sort of believed in mm-hmm. because the, the current batch uh, of Lou Elizondo and the, and, and CIA people and, right. and, and and the mainstream media and Anderson Cooper talking about these these are not serious people. You cannot you cannot trust you cannot trust uh, Anderson Cooper to tell you what he had for breakfast. You know because <laughs> when you're when you're a CIA shill who works for the mainstream media, your your whole job is a lie. Your whole existence is disinformation. So so we can't expect. We can't expect it to, us to get the truth from the government, but I do find it interesting that the government has seemed to soften its position on this. Now, now maybe, maybe that's because they know something we don't know. Maybe that's because there it's about to become quite obvious that there are aliens living amongst us. I I really don't know, but but it is suspicious to me that they've gone decades denying this, strongly denying it to the point where they're, they, they, they flat out make everybody uh, feel like they're crazy for even challenging this. And yet now all of a sudden they've softened to, to a point where these videos are making their way on TV, you know, yeah. that, that shouldn't happen. If, if this is, you know, if they're, it, it makes me less, uh, it makes me believe in aliens less when I see them on MSNBC and CNN and Fox news and places like this. Right. Right. Tucker Carlson is talking about UFOs now. Sorry to interrupt you. Okay. Who is Tucker Carlson? Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's normal. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) right. It's absolutely normal, man. uh, To have Tucker. I forgot who it was that he had on. Um, a well-known Nick Pope. Yes. Thank yeah, Nick Pope. Much. Yeah, Nick Pope went on tinfoil hat a couple years ago uh-huh. and laid a huge egg. Right. He, he said, "He said, oh, all this, none of this stuff's true. It doesn't exist." And and Sam was like, five minutes into the episode, he's like, "What am I going to do for the next rest of this hour? 
I've got the UFO expert coming on and immediately telling me that none of this stuff is true. Where do I go with this? <laughs> you know? So Nick Pope is Nick Pope is nobody to listen to at all. Right. I mean, that guy is a total disinformation agent wow. I mean, of the highest order. So, so, so once again, so the mainstream media invites the disinformation guy to come on yeah. and talk about it. So wow. where are we going with this? I mean, I like wow. Tucker Carlson lately, but, um, I mean, he's been the the guy that's pressed, you know, the, the somewhat, right? Somewhat, yeah. He's yeah. been the he's been the rogue mainstream media news guy, <laughs> which is to say, mainstream media news guy. News guy, right? Like, you know, uh, I mean, that's really all it is, is because you're allowed to get crazy within the within these established boundaries. You know, anything outside of that, and they'll throw your throw your ass right off. Like if you're Phil Donahue and you and you have questions about the Iraq war, you gotta go. You gotta go. Jesse Ventura, goodbye. You gotta go. You know, um you, you go go work for Russia today. You know, yeah. but um Tucker Carlson is allowed to exist. And that's what I find incredibly fishy about him. And that's not to say that I don't listen and I don't watch and I don't take information because the mainstream media, while it's not good for a lot of things. It is good for some things. We do get some information out of there that we can validate. A lot of the stuff that we go on is from the mainstream media. Like a lot of the, you know, uh, taking it back to 9-11, to you know, a, a lot of the stuff that we learned about the false flag that was 9-11 and uh, the drills that were uh, conducted years, years before. And uh, on the day of, you know, they came out of the Associated Press. They came out of, out of Yahoo. Um, and, um, you know, Fox News and, and MS, not MSNBC, but, you know, all of these mainstream, the BBC, for one, is the one that reported that hijackers were alive and well. You know, they did post a retraction, but the retraction didn't make any sense. Um, you know, but um, they said it. Uh, I think it was uh, seven that they said seven of the 9-11 hijackers alive and well. It's a BBC article. Go look it up, you know. And that's where we get some of this information from. So, I mean, of course we need to question if we're being worked on that level too, which is the sad part, right? Yeah. We look at that and be like, why is this allowed to leak? Or we can just hope that there are actual journalists out there that really want to get stuff out. And, and I, I'm trying to stay with that uh, frame of thinking. That being said, a lot of the stuff that's in the main, mainstream media is complete nonsense. And uh, that's why I'm like, you know what? I don't know about Tucker Carlson as far as I can throw him. Um, he seems to be the um, Anderson Cooper of the right, you know, um, a very, very rich, very rich family he came from, and he has some intelligence connections, you know, so we have to ease up and see what the hell's going on with him. But regardless of that, uh, the UFO invasion, let's see what develops. I am not optimistic to see what's going to go down. I don't think we'll ever get any real disclosure ever, unless the aliens take it onto themselves and say, screw this, we're coming down and we're doing this. And uh, you guys can't do anything about it. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. If it does happen, I mean, I guess we'll all know about it, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. And I don't think we'll get any real disclosure. Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm holding out for Queen Elizabeth to pull her <laughs> human mask off and reveal her reptilian self to us all. That I, for one, am looking forward to that happening at some point. I was hoping it would, I was hoping when Prince Philip finally died, he would just like turn into a bat and fly away or something, you know? So I, I'm, my hopes are that the queen will expose this whole thing by, by, by showing her true nature, her vampiric uh, reptilian form. But I mean, and I kind of joke about that and, and we've had, you know, and, and obviously you and I know the Ike's pretty well right. and, and, and David takes a lot of heat for that, but you know, 
for us to, we should all sort of at least allow a little bit of flexibility for the yeah. possibility that of this course. world is far more un unusual than we have given it credit for. I mean, and, and, and David has said this quite a bit is that it, you know, if, if we measure reality by what we can see with our eyeballs or hear with our ears, then, then we're really limiting ourselves. We're really, we're really, bl you know, blind in this right. world because we, we can only see like a fraction of a percent of a, of that, that light spectrum out there. We can't hear the things that dogs can hear. Agreed. We can't smell the things that dogs can smell. I mean, we're as human beings, we have some really great qualities, but we're severely limited in some of our senses. So, the idea that I'll believe it when I see it is sort of a form of like, it's sort of a, a, like a barrier for, for truth. Boy, that's Agreed. a bit disappointing because, because we can't see a lot of things, but just because we can't see them doesn't make them any less real. I mean, it might be right. less real to us, but, but put on a night vision goggles and then go out in the middle of the, of, of nowhere and look up at the sky at night right, right, right. and see things come, coming in, going out and things like that. You couldn't see that before, so they they don't exist. Put the goggles on, now you see it. It's actually kind of a nice metaphor for life too. But but <laughs> you know, you put the night vision goggles of your life on, and then you can see all of this. You know, you get into like they live that sort was, of. Scenario. I was about to go there. You beat me. I to know it, you man. were about to go there, but, but the, <laughs> and and that but that is that is kind of the way the world is. We are yeah. we have a lot of information is removed from us. Yeah. They don't think the people in positions of power or the people with access to this information don't trust us. They don't think we're ready for it. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not their, it's not their, it shouldn't be their call to, to, to do that. But, but th this is, we have to acknowledge, I mean, it, it's sort of a humbling thing, but we have to acknowledge that we don't know that much about a lot of things. And, and I think that might be the first step towards at least being on the path towards figuring out some of this stuff is to Absolutely. humble yourself and say, I don't know how it all works. I'm interested in finding out, right. let me see if I can put some of these pieces together. In fact, wow. when we talk about piece, putting pieces together in my octopus book, my favorite quote, and I, I have over 700 of them in the book. Uh, my favorite quote is from Stephen Bassett, the executive director of Paradigm Research Group. And he talks about, you know, we're, he, I'll paraphrase it, but he says, we're born, we come into this world, we're, we're given this box of this jigsaw puzzle with 10,000 pieces in it. And our mission is to lay it out and put all these pieces together. And if we do that the right way, it will be a clear picture of the actual world in which we live in. And he said, it, you know, we start down that path. It's all good. That's our plan. But he said, the problem is that the government that you're living under has made a decision for political reasons to remove some of the pieces out of your box and throw them away and yeah. then take some pieces out of a different puzzle, somebody else's puzzle and throw them into your puzzle. And then you go about through the rest of your life, trying to put this thing together with puzzle pieces that don't always fit. And it's an impossible situation. And he said, right. and it works, it's extremely uh, effective for the state. And so that, that always stuck with me because I feel like, you know, we're making the assumption that the pieces we're trying to put together are all from our own puzzle. And they may not be, they right. may be from somebody else's puzzle. And so that disinformation campaign that, that's run on us on a variety of things, you know, truth, religion, science, health, obviously we've gone through a last year of disinformation campaigns about our health. I mean, it's really kind of hard to know where to start. Right. And, 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 and I think maybe the best 
place to start is to acknowledge what Stephen Bassett was saying. And that is that we, if, as we put this puzzle together, just at least consider the possibility that the pieces that we are working with might have been altered in an attempt to sort of skew what we're ever able to figure out. Right, right. No, I, I understand exactly what you're saying, man. It, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. And uh, I resonate with it. Um, who knows if we're supposed to know what's actually going down, right? Yeah. Um, but if, if we are, they're making it certainly making it hard for us to figure it out. Let me let me build that bridge, right? Talking about not trusting anything and, and, and the disinformation uh, agendas that have been, you know, thrown upon us as of late. Let, let me build that bridge to this vaccine that we have um going on and uh what are your overall thoughts about it uh people are lining up to take it to be honest um and uh some people are being required to take it to go back to work what are you thinking well i'll start by saying i'm not a doctor um i've written two books i've done hundreds of podcasts i'm extremely interested in the topic of vaccines pre-covid you know just vaccines in general i have a ton of concerns about them, the safety, the security, the long history of them, the the, the laws that have been passed so that uh, vaccine manufacturers are exempt from liability. There's a lot of questions about that. So I'm very skeptical about the vaccine industry. I'm not anti-science. I'm pro-science. That's the reason why I'm skeptical. Because when I see the ingredients labels of these previous ones, the MMRs and the, the, the quote normal vaccines, meaning not COVID, they have, they're loaded up with poisons. It's undeniable. I know mothers that have had their, taken their kids in to get vaccinated at their well, their two-year wellness check and, you know, got the shots the next day, the kid never spoke again, you know, so, so it had been nonverbal from that point on. They're not imagining this. There's something to it. I'm not saying that every shot gives every kid autism every single time. I'm saying that there is, there is a connection. It is undeniable. Those that say it's, that it is deniable it are, are not being honest about it. So I take that information that I have uh, compiled over the years and now 2020 comes along and, the, and, and we started to hear, I mean, for those of us in the alternative media or, or, or those of us that are just interested in these topics, one thing that we get good at over time is, is, because we're human beings and we're good at pattern recognition is we get very good at noticing the setup for a lie uh, that's coming. And with the, in the beginning part of 2020, when the COVID situation started hitting and people were trying to gather as much information as they could about what would be a good solution for preventing this, fighting it, treating it. Um, what's our best chances? The mainstream media did something totally predictable. And that was, they completely disregarded anybody that was talking about natural ways to cure themselves or, or to not necessarily cure themselves, but to put their immune system in the best possible scenario for fighting this. Uh, taking vitamins, getting exercise, getting sunlight, going outside, keep, keeping yourself mentally healthy, you know, all these things never talked about on the mainstream media. The right. only thing they ever said was once the vaccine gets here, then everything will be solved. Now, that is, to me, extremely suspicious and a gigantic red flag, because if they were being uh, intellectually honest about this, scientifically honest about this, they would say, in the absence of this miracle vaccine that we hope is coming, you guys should all do those five or six things that I just mentioned, you know, get, take, 
take these additional steps to increase your own immunity, your, your own immune system, so that you have the best chance of fighting it. And since they never said that, then, you know, they weren't being honest about this. And so I have extremely high, uh, I mean, I have, I have a ton of suspicions about the vaccines. I will not take it under any circumstances. Now, I understand some people feel that they're in a, a, an immune compromised class and that they, they need to, to have this. So I subscribe to the philosophy of my body, my choice. So that means for everybody else, if you want to get it, it's your body, it's your choice. But that's a two-way street. So I don't want to hear from somebody that I have to get it, that they want me to get it, because I am under no obligation to improve, to, to, to do anything to my health, to improve your health. I go to the gym five days a week. Right. I don't eat fats. I don't drink sodas. I, I watch what I eat. I, I, am, I take supplements. I take care of myself. Right. It is not my responsibility. When, I, when a 300 pound person who's wearing a mask tells me that I have to get a vaccine because all of a sudden they decided this year that now they're health conscious. That's, that's your problem. Right. Take care of yourself. I, I, I didn't sign the social contract with you guys. And I, and, and I have a much deeper understanding about the vaccines than that person does. Right. So, so I am not taking their advice on any of this stuff. I have a gigantic problem with anything mandating these vaccines, especially when they're in the experimental youth use authorization uh, status where they are now. They haven't cleared stage three human trials. So therefore we are the guinea pigs. There's zero product liability for the vaccine makers or for the doctors giving them out. You know, hey, hey, if your product's so safe, stand behind it. But they won't. So, so talk of vaccine passports makes me want to throw up. Uh, talk of of not allowing you know a vaccinated section at a baseball game versus an unvaccinated section. Oh, why don't we just bring back colored water fountains while we're at it? So, <laughs> so I'm not participating in this collective insanity, right. and I think that there's a lot of us that feel the same way. Yeah. But the problem is, we have a deeper understanding of the science behind this and the, and the, the long history of the pharmaceutical industry, uh, their crimes, they're all convicted felons. Every one of these companies that's pushing a vaccine is a convicted felon in the court of law. They've been found guilty of price fixing, uh, bribing doctors, of uh, changing the um, line on their, on their uh, tests. Uh, I mean, you name it, they've been busted in, in, in courts and paid hundreds of billions collectively in fines for their behavior. They're also the third leading cause of death inside the United States. Wow. So when everyone, whenever somebody says, oh, once you get the vaccine, then you'll be fixed. I just say, you just don't understand it then. You don't, if you right. think that, that's such a simplistic view. First of all, one size does not fit all. Uh, second of all, let's just look at all the adverse effects of all the vaccines just in the last couple of months. So, right. so I have I have strong thoughts on it, and I preface it always by saying I'm not a doctor. But but you know what, Billy, I'm not I'm I'm not a doctor. So some might say, well, that makes you unqualified to talk on this. But I would say this, you know, I also I also didn't go through eight years of Rockefeller funded medical indoctrination, like right. the ma mainstream doctors did. So they only see, take the shot, take the pill, because that's what they're trained to do. So, so they're, they, they're, they're not objective about this either.
And, and especially if you're like a pediatrician that's been running, you know, doing your, your thing for 25 years, you can never allow yourself to contemplate the possibility that maybe the shots you've been giving out for the last 25 years are contributing to an autism epidemic. So right. that guy can never admit that because to admit that would be to undo his entire life. So, so where the medical authority is, is not, you know, it has a really long history of being criminal. And so I, I have, I have major problems with this. And I think that when, when we go out into the world and we have these conversations with people, you know, that we interact with and that, that we don't know, like we have to remind ourselves that that guy, that figurative guy that I'm talking about, the 300 pound guy wearing the mask saying you need to get the shot. <laughs> that guy doesn't know anything. He has not looked into any of this stuff. Yeah, he yeah. is, he knows nothing. So am I going to unpack a three hour conversation with trying to, with that guy? I mean, I can't do it. You can't do it. There's no point. So I find, I found myself in a weird situation where I just kind of keep my mouth shut about it to people that are around me. I've told some friends, don't do it. Don't, you know, don't take these shots, man. These shots are no good. Like the experimental rush to market vaccine. You need to stay away from this. thing. like, you need to really do your homework. And they went and got them anyway. Of course. Of course. Um, you know, you, you said you're not a doctor, not neither am I, but what we are is uh, sovereign individuals, right? And um, we, we should, or we ought to reserve the right to not put stuff into our bodies that we do not want to put into our body, right? I wish it was this, as simple as, as uh, yeah, you know, you, you get the vaccine and you're good, but that's not the point. Right. Do you get the vaccine, but somebody else has to get the vaccine in order for the vaccine to work? I don't understand that personally, but this is what they're pushing. Right. If you want to get the vaccine, go ahead and get it. I'm not going to push back on you. I might say, hey, you know, maybe you want to read up on this or maybe you want to do that or the other thing. But you want to get it. Go ahead. Just stay the hell away from me. Right. Yeah. I don't want to get it. And I want to be able to do everything that I am supposed to do as a living, uh, sovereign human being, meaning travel or whatever it is I need to do as, and, and, and not be restricted because I didn't take this thing, you know, but that's, a, that's the thing now, right? So not only does Charlie have to get vaccinated, but in order for it to work, Charlie has to get vaccinated and I have to get vaccinated. And so does everybody else listening. I don't get it. It should work. Charlie gets vaccinated. He's good. And it doesn't matter what happens to me. Otherwise, what the hell's the point of the vaccine? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying. Yeah. Closing thoughts, sir. Well, if we want to get technical about this, the people that when you said you want those people to stay away from you, they should literally stay away from you as well. Because when you get the vaccine, you go right. through three weeks of shedding. Oh, so in actuality, <laughs> they're the they're contaminated not the unvaxxed. They've got it exactly backwards. You know, they, they, they think that, that, oh, well, you're, you're, you're making the assumption that I have this coronavirus. Even if I did, I have a 99.97% survival rate. So let me yeah. ask you this. What is the benefit for me getting the shot? I can tell you a statistical benefit would be 0.03%. That's the best it can do for me. Because I'm at 99.97% with my based on my age range. Factor in the fact that I'm in great health and take care of myself. I'm probably a little higher than that, but we'll keep it at that. So <laughs> if if the vaccine does exactly what it's supposed to do, right. and it is 
it, it works 100% as well as it can work for me. I only stand to gain 0.03%. And in exchange for that, I have the trade-off of all of the potential side effects. To me, it's just math. It's just an equation. It's just, it's just cost-benefit analysis. What is the cost? The cost could be you die from it. More yeah. than likely, you won't die from it, Lord but Lord. you don't know. But pe people have that. All of that downside, Billy. If, if if you took a spelling test and and you got a ninety nine point nine seven percent on it, would you ask for extra credit? No, I know some people that would though, but not me. But what if the extra credit <laughs> could kill you? Then I definitely you know? wouldn't ask for it. Then you definitely wouldn't. So right. so I just see this as it's 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 herd mentality. Yeah. It's a bunch of people that think that they've researched this because they watched MSNBC or Fox News or something. Right, 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 right. That's not research, man. That's propaganda. You just took <sighs> propaganda. You've got to dig into the, the details of this. And, and unfortunately, you know, this is part of a, a massive plan that is so much bigger than the common person can really grab, uh, wrap their heads around. Uh, and it is about global enslavement. That's why I wrote the book, The Octopus of Global Control. And one of the components of it is scientific. If you think that all science is rational and logical and unbiased, you're fooling yourself. What right. we're dealing with is paid science, bought science by people that have enough money to buy all the science they want. They can make those numbers say whatever they want. And still, the reason why you're having a hard time wrapping your head around this about the vaccinated people, you know, why do we all have to be vaccinated if it's supposed to work? The reason why you're having a hard time understanding that is because it's not meant to be understood. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. right. So, but to get somebody to look at that logically these days, through the after the propaganda, they will see you as anti-science, as anti-vaxxer, and and somebody that wants to kill grandma. And that just couldn't be further from the truth. I am pro-science. I am pro-grandma. I just want everyone to be healthy. And what I'm trying to say is that the people that are telling you to get this shot are the least trustworthy people in the world. So just take that into consideration before you make any decisions. 100%. Mr. Charlie Robbins. Thank you for coming back on the Infinite Fringe. We got to have you back more often, and I'm sure we will get that accomplished fairly soon. Tell everybody where they can find you. Well, you can find my macroaggressions podcast wherever audio podcasts are served, as well as in video format on David Icke's iconic platform, on Rockfin, on Odyssey, and surprisingly, I'm still available on ThemTube for a while, but I'm sure <laughs> they'll get rid of me at some point. <laughs> ThemTube. <laughs> Fantastic. Charlie, thank you, brother. We appreciate you, man. It was fun. Hey, my name is Billy Ray Valentine. You know where you can find me because you're listening anyway, but I'm over at Iconic. Also, you could go find me over there. And who knows what else we are going to get into in the coming months. 2021, ladies and gentlemen, let's make the most of it. The roaring 20s, let's bring them back. And uh, humanity is what I mean. Uh, uh, you know, and, and freedom and, uh, and love. Right? Lots of it, ladies and gents. Don't burn the place down until I get back. I always say that. Um, actually, when I get back, I, I still don't want you to burn it down. So just don't burn it down while I'm away is what I'm trying to say. Take it easy now. Bye-bye.